Good morning. This is Nancy Zinsmaster, and I'm back again with Carolyn Resnick. How are you doing today, Carolyn? Oh, I'm doing really well, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. I'm really excited about today's topic because it's a topic that I feel um, is such a valuable guide to help new students make really well-planned choices in communicating with uh, their horses and connecting with their horses at Liberty. So I would love for you to talk to us about the entry point of connection and um, uh, the, your your leadership approach in that way. Yeah. Well, the so let's look at the the definition of entry point of connection because I know that just saying that a person first um, says, but what is that? Yes. Right. What is the entry point? Okay, the entry point of connection is that thing that will bring the horse to a um, a connection with you. Well, if you go out in the paddock and you and you go to put a halter on your horse, um, and the horse you, you find what the horse would be willing to do, or whatever that is, maybe he would be willing to let you walk up to it, but you would have to ask yourself. Uh, the question, will he let me walk up to him? And maybe if you walk up to him, he might walk away. So that wouldn't be the entry point of connection now, would it? Because you didn't get a result of what you hope to get. Right? And I love the way you explained the definition in uh, the Waterhole Ritual online program, which is that it's found when your leadership approach causes a horse to respond to you with grace and ease. And that's such there a perfect go. way to explain it, how you've explained it there. Yes, thank you for that. Um, yes, so that, that is it, is finding that that horse will let you do something that is the easiest thing you can do with him, which might be walk, walking up to him or waiting for him to walk up to you or you asking him to walk away from you, whatever. Like, let's say the horse is walking away from you. It would be a good time to ask the horse, yes. I appreciate that. And could you keep walking? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. What can I ask my horse to do that he will respond positively to? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he says, I'm already walking, so yes, I don't mind walking some more. So that would be the entry point of connection. I, I love that story that you tell um, about when you were a young girl. Uh, I, um, it's where I learned about yes, the entry point. Yes, where you learned about it and why. Mm -hmm. You have decided to make that part of your water ritual program because it's brilliant, really. Yeah, well, it, it's knowing how to take a program and applying it to your horse where it really works. So the entry point of connection is really important in how do you approach your horse each time with anything that you plan on doing with him. And where I learned about the entry point of connection for myself when I was a kid, and I was about 10 years old, I had decided that I wanted to be a horse trainer and be in business. And I wanted to be in business as a 10-year-old training horses. Well, I'd never really trained a horse to do anything. Uh, but when you're 10, you don't really care. You have these dreams of what you want. You want to fulfill them. And you don't care at all that you can or you can't. It's yes. just that you do. So uh, I went to my dad and I told him that I wanted a training business. And I asked him how I could do that. And he understood that I wanted it right then. And he says, well, he says, Carolyn, he says, uh, do you have a sign? 
And I said, no. And the, the reason he was asking is because I wasn't really interested in knowing how to train a horse. I was just wanting to know how to get my clients to bring horses to me so that I could train them, and that was the first step. So that would be the entry point of connection on that one. In other words, how do you get somebody to come to you yes. want to put a horse in training? So, so all of the story that I'm about to, to share with you is step-by-step uh, step of each entry point of connection in how it leads to the success of any program that you're doing. So, you know, I didn't have any clients, and um, why would anybody put a horse with me? Because I didn't know anything about training. I'm 10 years old. But... Uh, my dad started with me and says, well, do you have a sign? And, and I said, well, no. And he says, well, you've got to have a sign on the, on the fence by the road so everybody can see it. So I was excited. I thought, oh, that's all I need is a sign. So I put the sign uh, on the fence, but nobody showed. <laughs> so then I went to my dad and I says, well, nobody is wanting to have their horse trained in the valley. And he says, yeah. He says, well, he says, did you put your telephone number? And I said, well, no, I hadn't done that. So I went out and put my telephone number on the sign and, and waited. And still nobody called. So I went to my dad again, and I said to him, well, nobody's called. What do I do now? And he says, well, did you advertise the price? And I said, well, no, I hadn't done that. And I says, but what do I charge? And he says, well, he says, do you want people to come? And I says, oh, yes, I want them to come. He says, well, he says, why don't you charge half of what the board is in the valley? So I don't know, it's about $150. And so he just says advertise 75 a month. And he says, and, and say the training is free. And he says, I'm sure that you'll get calls now. So I did that, and sure enough, the calls came in. <laughs> and, and so my dad, and, and of course, my idea of being in the training business was not to have a herd of horses. I just wanted one horse in training. So my dad picked a horse that he thought would be appropriate for me. And the horse was a bucker. And I really had never ridden a horse that bucked and wouldn't know what to do about it. And so here he got this horse, picked it up, brought it, brought it in, and it's in the corral, and I'm looking at it and, and taking it out, leading it around and so forth. But I'm not going to get on that horse because he's going to buck. So I asked my dad, I says, what do I do with him? And he says, well, what would you not be afraid to do with him? And I says, well, I said, I'm not afraid to lead him. And he says, well, he says, just take that horse and walk him out in the desert for 30 minutes and walk him back and call that his day's training. And I was really excited about that because now I had a, I had a purpose and a mission and, and something to do every day. And, and I'd get up in the morning, get all dressed up and sort of try to emulate what it would be like to walk as a trainer down to the barn. <laughs> which is a little bit swagger like a cowboy. <laughs> I can visualize you now. <laughs> uh, go down there and act like I knew what I was doing and walk that horse out in the desert and walk it back. Well, it never occurred to me 
figure out that it had anything to do with training a horse. I was just living my dream. So after some time, I don't remember what that time was, a month, probably, I would guess, my dad says, you know, he says, by the countenance of that horse, he says, I, don't, I think if you ride him, he won't buck anymore. And I believe my dad, and I threw that saddle on the horse and went for riding, wowed out in the desert for an hour and drove it and rode him back, and he didn't buck. Oh, and, a wonderful story. Yeah, and it fixed him. He After that, he didn't buck with anybody. So the entry point of connection you want to, to find with grace and ease, like the story that I just shared with you, um, uh, then each horse that came in, it was about what I wasn't afraid to do with the horse. Because if you can get away, get away from fear, that yes. is the horse can get away from fear, and you can get away from fear, the only thing that's left is resonance yes. and connection. Yes. I love that because, you know, um, as, as part of my training through the water hole rituals over the past few years, I have found that whenever I had no idea what to do in that moment, that that helped me better connect and communicate with the horse. And I think that it lets a lot of people off the hook, too, because, you know, you can go back to what worked and the horse... Um, you know, gets to end on a good note, as you say. You know, you walked mm-hmm. the horse out and you walked him back and that was it. And he got to see that that wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Also, you're connecting with him and building the and bond. The and other thing is, is when you're walking your horse out uh, and choosing the direction that he's going, he's getting in the practice of following your lead. Yes. So anything that he was thinking of doing himself really lead leaves him and he starts only focusing on what you're asking him to do so the resistance leaves the horse in yes it's a natural it, way absolutely and I, I think the fact that um your method um teaches the student to work with the tendencies of the horse and to not ask the horse something that you know he wouldn't do. So that goes right back to what you say about the entry point of connection and choosing something that you're not, that you're sure you can do with your horse. I think that's so valuable for students in this program. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with us, Carolyn, on this uh, topic? Um, well, I think that what I like about the entry point of connection is it does cause you to start looking at the five heartfelt strengths of <laughs> Yes, it certainly does. It certainly so, does. So then the question is, well, what are the five heartfelt strengths of connection? So I, I just would like to throw that in right now, is if you go up and you look at a horse and you say, what am I not afraid to do? Or what is the easiest thing I could do with a horse? What you're noticing, you might not think you're noticing it, but you really are. You're noticing how the horse is behaving toward you. In other words, does he feel a bond? Does he feel respect? Does he feel trust? Does he feel willingness? Does, if you have all of those things on your horse, you can ask yourself, do I have, you know, do I have a relationship that he'll follow my lead and and you might look and say and well I may have all those things but he's not paying attention to me mm-hmm. he's missing so that focus what, so he's missing the paying attention yes so maybe in that case the the entry point of connection would be just getting him to see that you're in the field yes 
and from there evaluating what your next step is and that's what the waterhole rituals are all about is evaluating what's going on in the moment with you and your horse and then how to bring that alive in the most natural and the quickest way possible absolutely and the fact that each ritual builds upon the next ritual is so important for that resonance and to be able to ask the horse with grace and ease what you're Mm -hmm. asking and i love that we have um, a modality that we can go back and check and see which one of those strings might be disconnected yes. and when we can ask the horse to do something he's willing to do. But we're going to talk about the five heartfelt strings of connection on another podcast yes. where we can go into much more yes. detail for the student. But I do want to uh, let all of the students know that if any of you get stumped or um, just are not really sure about where you are right now in the program or how to find that entry point of connection, you can always uh, contact us at info at carolynresnick.com and Carolyn will be happy to do a private coaching call with you. So um, I thank you so much, Carolyn, for taking the time today to talk to us about this very special topic. Well, thank you, Nancy. It's All right. a pleasure to talk that talk with you about those subjects. Yes. Well, thank you and have a wonderful day. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye.